friends, this is Two, Two Queers Walk Into a Church. Today, we're going to be talking about bisexuality, bi erasure, and biphobia. My name is Dom. I have many jobs. One of my jobs is that I facilitate a youth advisory council for trans and non binary youth. One of my experiences with bi erasure is that it's everywhere. <laughs> And my name is Emily. I am a freelance artist. I just started working at a tattoo shop. And I don't know if I have actually experienced heavy or like real negative biphobia in my life pointed towards me, but I've definitely seen it rearing its ugly head in the media. And it makes me angry. Very angry. <laughs> All right, so we're going to start by doing a couple definitions. For those of you who may not know what some of these things mean, we're just going to do a little education piece. So first we're going to start with the definition of bisexual. Uh, bisexual means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. But it kind of boils down to two sort of more generic and more popular definitions of bisexual, I guess. So one of those definitions is that you are attracted to your own gender and one other gender. And then the other way it is typically perceived is that you are attracted to both men and women. Do you want to expand on that a little bit? Sure. So both men and women, this has been a little bit controversial because the topic of, well, what about trans people comes up, and what about non-binary people? I feel like if you're going to say you're bisexual in the sense that you like both men and women, that also means that you also have to like trans, trans men, men and, and trans, trans women, women because they are both <laughs> men and women in their own right. So, But you, sometimes... uh and this is an entirely different conversation. We could probably like make a whole podcast about mm -hmm. transphobia and, and how that applies. And But a lot of times when people say that they are only attracted to men and women, it, and I would say it's more probably like cis people mm -hmm. will say that that does not include trans people. To the same token, a lot of queer people that I know when they say that they're bisexual, that absolutely includes trans people. Um, and it's just more of a preference of, like, maybe they're really attracted to non-binary people and women, mm -hmm. but not, you know, like, cis men. Yeah. Um, and that's how they define their bisexuality. So we just kind of wanted to, like, dive into how that means different things to different people. Um, and sometimes it's really not inclusive, but the term itself is not designed to to be not inclusive. Yeah. It's just the way that maybe some people approach using the definition to exclude others. Yeah. Well, I feel like a lot of, of sexuality, even though we do have our labels, is very personal. Yeah, for um, sure. By the token of saying that, like, bisexuality is liking both men and women, in my mind, that means that includes trans people. So mm -hmm. I could technically identify with that, but I also want to make sure that if somebody were to ask me that, for me personally, I would choose queer or pansexual because I want 
it to be known that I I want it to be known that I am attracted to non-binary people as well. <laughs> like, just so you know, hello, I am available. Well, I'm not available, but you know what I mean. <laughs> she got a man. Yeah. Not available. <laughs> not available. But I don't know. I think as long as if you want to identify as bisexual, but have it be a more open understanding of bisexuality, mm-hmm. then obviously it's your own personal choice. Yeah. It's just, I feel like, with the current climate with transphobia and not a lot of understanding of non-binaryism, I, maybe a discussion is proper. I don't know. Yeah. It's all, it's all personal. I feel like, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So another definition that we wanted to share is what it means, what bi erasure means. So I'm just going to literally read a definition and then we're going to kind of give our perspectives. So bi erasure or bisexual invisibility is the tendency to ignore, remove, falsify, or re-explain evidence of bisexuality in history, academia, the news media, and other primary resources. In its most extreme form, bi erasure can include the belief that bisexuality does not exist. I feel like I hear that a lot from like older cis straight people that they think bisexuality doesn't exist I would agree. or that they think they don't understand it because it's like well you have to be attracted to one or the other which I don't know what the fuck the other is because gender is like a spectrum of many spectrums but they're in their minds you're either gay or you're straight and that's it mm-hmm. so I think that's where a lot of that comes from and a lot of that is rooted in not even being able to comprehend being gay at all. Truthfully, they, I don't think they understand. And so it's like next level for them to even be able to understand not only being attracted to, you know, same gender loving individuals or same sex individuals, but then also still being attracted to your own gender or another gender that you might not typically consider the cis formative view. Mm -hmm. And they, like, literally just cannot wrap their heads around that. <laughs> it's like, what do you mean people aren't just straight or just gay? Yes. Well, like, I have a friend, and she identifies as pansexual. I think at one time maybe she identified as bisexual. But she's like, I love going to Pride, and I love supporting people, and I technically am part of this community but I feel like because I'm dating a cis man as a cis woman I feel like I either don't have the right to come out as bisexual or pansexual or that people wouldn't take it seriously because they're like oh well but you're with this guy so like and then, like, the funny thing also comes in when people are like, well, like, okay, but, like, what percentage yeah. gay are you? How gay are you? Yeah. Because I've definitely been asked that. Yeah. Like, when I first started telling people that I was queer and stuff, and they're like, okay, but, like, like how much, though? Like, what percentage <laughs> would you say? Would you say, like, you like men, like, 30%, and then you like, like, women 70% or whatever, and... It just, it's just funny to me because they're like, okay, okay, you're not, and this is a straight person that was asking me, of course, and they're just like, they're, I could just see they're like, does not compete, yeah. has been with male, must, 
what? <laughs> like, yeah. like what is okay? <laughs> like, you are with male now. You are not with male. How did you decide to like females? And how much would if a if a man and a woman were in front of you and you had to choose, which one would you choose? <laughs> <laughs> I would be like, I don't know. Like, it depends on their personality, what they look like. Yeah, you know. It's it's just funny to see straight people try and compute bisexuality because I feel like they can they can compute gayness because they're like oh yeah okay, got it and that's the thing that's like they have a hard time already computing gain gayness so gayness. I'm doing air quotes <laughs> uh, so it's like next step is for them bisexuality and it's like their system just shuts down like somewhere in between. Being gay and bisexual, their system is just like, absolutely not. We have gone haywire. Reboot the system. (laughs) Reboot. We don't fucking get it. Did you turn it on and off yet? (laughs) Yeah. So, I don't get it. I don't understand why it's so complicated. Um, I also think that there is some ingrained, like, how do I say this? You can just say whatever you want and then I can just edit it to make it sound good. (laughs) There's some kind of, like, obviously bullshit heteronormativity Mm -hmm. attached to it. Because there's this notion that, like, being... And I've actually heard people say this. I've heard this come out of people's mouths that I know. And they have said, okay, I get it. You're attracted to men. You're attracted to women in this hypothetical scenario. You're attracted to men and you're attracted to women. Why would you choose to be with a woman over a man when it's so much easier in our culture to be with a man? I can accept that's what you're interested in. And maybe that's who you even sleep with sometimes. But at the end of the day, I just think it would be easier for you to marry a man. And that's the thing I don't understand the most. And I hear that. I hear that, like, sure, it's easier, but it's almost like, and it's not only straight cis people, but I'm going to say that for the majority in this particular context it is. Yeah. They literally don't understand that for many people, we would rather be authentically ourselves and deal with the bullshit. And when, if you are bisexual in the sense that you are equally attracted to men and women, so to speak, there isn't a like, well, this is greater than this, or this is less than this. And for some people it is. For some people, maybe they are far more attracted to women than they are to men, or to men than they are to women. That's still bisexuality. Yeah. But I think that they have a hard time understanding why you would put that like extra societal pressure on yourself Mm -hmm. when you could just as easily be with a man if you're just as interested in men yeah so obviously there's many reasons why you would be with a woman instead of a man i could list a thousand (laughs) however (laughs) that's not the case for everyone yeah i think it's just funny to bring up to bring up a different scenario than for a straight person who's asking that question and it's like okay well then why don't you just go hang out at like a bar that a lot of businessmen frequent or why don't you just marry a rich old man yeah 
Yeah. Like, say an old, nasty-looking man just comes up to you and is like, literally, be my sugar baby right now, and I'll make you, and I'll buy you whatever you want. Like, some people would take that up, but like, okay, it's a man. He could make me happy for the rest of my life, and then when he dies, I'm set for life. You know, like, that type of thing is like... No, obviously, like, like just because, like, a wealthy man comes up to you instead of a poor man, you're not going to necessarily choose the wealthy man just because he's wealthy. Some people may, which is sure, fine. right. But you're not just going to choose, like, the first person that would come up to you and say, hey, like, I'm a man. Yeah. Let's get married. No, you want to get to know them. You want to get to know personality and that. It applies in bisexuality, like, okay, I might meet a man, and he might be great, but if I meet this woman, and she and I have great conversations, like, I've never had, like, this type of conversation ever before, where we're, like, we have raw feelings, we're actually talking about stuff, or... We're like, like, I fucking love to go to brunch and some straight man's not going to go to brunch with me. And I go to brunch every single day with this girl because like, you know, like it's dumb shit like that. Like, obviously, it's not like a deal breaker or like or whatever, but it's like it's little things like it's little personality things that like and that's that's for me. Like, I'm just like, oh, like when I was single, I went out on a date with this girl and she turned out to be awful. Yeah. <laughs> so like, but I didn't just, because I would say I'm probably more attracted to femininity, like maybe just a little bit more than masculinity. And she was a very feminine girl, Yeah. but I didn't like her personality and I, we didn't mesh. And she said some things that made me very uncomfortable. So I was just like, nope. <laughs> yeah. But she was feminine. She's like, what? Like you're, you know, you're attracted to you. Why didn't you like start a life with her personalities just didn't yeah, mesh like yeah. you know it's just funny I just like because like coming from a queer background where I'm just like so open to the to the possibility of being with someone regardless what they look like as long as I am specifically attracted to them or attracted to their personality like there's so many more options yeah like like, why limit yourself? <laughs> no, absolutely. I agree. Do we want to get into some more examples of bi and biphobia? Sure. Okay. So, I feel like even in the queer community, mm-hmm. bi-erasure is, like, alive and well and super real. Obviously, not everyone, because that would be impossible. And generalizations are really dangerous. However... I don't think that as a whole, the queer community does a great job, including bisexual people. I think there has been a lot of conversations around bisexuality is exclusive of trans people, which is ridiculous. I almost feel like that statement alone is transphobic. Yeah. Because you're assuming that when people say men and women, they're not including trans men and women. Yeah. Which almost to me feels like you have this inherent thought process that men and women don't include trans men and trans women as if they are separate categories. Mm -hmm. So I just, I feel like even those conversations are really, they don't make a whole lot of sense to me. And I I know that some people are hyper vigilant and they're trying to make sure that, you know, we're always being inclusive 
of trans and non-binary people, but I almost feel like you're tattling on yourself a little bit by by saying that bisexuality is not inclusive of trans people because you're kind of making that implication that you don't think trans man means man and trans yeah. woman means woman. Yeah. And I've noticed a lot because I've been going to like pride rallies and, you know, pride things and festivals and parades <laughs> for a very long time now. Happy Pride, by the way. It's yeah, June. <laughs> it is. Oh, my God. Happy Pride. Yeah. but So I've been going to these things for a really long time. And there's always a lot of emphasis on gay people, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, as of recently, there has been a slight bit more emphasis on trans people. Mm-hmm. Um, trans people, gender queer people, agender folks, genderless folks. Mm-hmm. Those things have been brought more to the forefront as of recently. We obviously still have like a ton of work to do and we still focus heavily, heavily, heavily on cis white gay men. That's like, we love cis white gay men. That's who we praise. That's who pride is designed for truthfully. Yeah. Um, but I also think that bisexual folks get left out a ton. Mm-hmm. Like, so much Mm -hmm. and there's even a lot of like in community dialogue i've i have friends who say things like still even to this day in Mm -hmm. 2019 Mm -hmm. will say things like i would never date and it's always lesbians get your shit together lesbians (laughs) they say stupid shit like bro i would never date a bisexual girl that's just a lot more competition Are you fucking kidding me? Like, first of all, you sound like a dumb idiot. Second of all, you also sound like a straight white man. Yes! You sound like a misogynist. You just do. And I'm sorry, like, I know that that's gonna offend somebody, and usually I'm, like, the last person that wants to offend anyone, but if you're offended by that, it's because I think you're an idiot and you deserve to be offended by it. (laughs) Because that's bullshit to invalidate and limit someone's being in that way and just to kind of like i don't know zero in and minimize on them like their sexual experience and say that you wouldn't date them because they might potentially like be attracted to someone else that isn't Mm -hmm. you fucking newsflash everyone is attracted to people that aren't their partner Mm -hmm. that's just the way that the human mind works you don't necessarily have to act on those things if you and your partner choose not to do that. But they're going to be attracted to other people, even if it's other men or other women. Like, they're going to. So if that's the issue that you're worried about, that I, I feel like you should do work on your own insecurities and your own ideas of ownership and <laughs> of your partner and all of those things Yeah. before you date people. Because yeah. that's just... Not fair. Also, like, 12-year-old lesbians say that. So if you're in your 20s and you're still saying that, you got some growing up to do. Yeah. And, I don't know, like, I feel like also there's a lot, like, going back to within the community, I feel like there's a lot of the whole, like, well, you know, like, the the phrase, buy now, gay later. Yeah. And that just, like, or how about... Which this is to piggyback off of what you're literally just saying is anytime a man, anytime a cis man mm-hmm. says that he is bisexual, everybody's like, that's his cover up. He's gay. That's what every gay man says before he comes out is that he's bisexual. 
But what he actually means is that he's afraid to not be with women because of societal pressure. He's not actually into women. He's gay. Which is just not fair because some dudes are actually just bisexual. Yeah. Not all of them are gay. Is there someone out there who says that they're bisexual because maybe it's their way of baby stepping into their identity? Sure, maybe. Like, but so what? Like, why does that matter? Why do we always feel the need to call those people out and, like, force them out of a place that they're comfortable in? Mm -hmm. And also, it has really, like, set this standard that no one can be bisexual. If you're bisexual, you're either a man who's actually gay but afraid to say it. Or you're a woman who's greedy. Yeah. Those are like the two standards we have decided and set for individuals who say that they're bisexual. Which is funny. Also the fact that society calls girls greedy but not men. Yeah. No. Like it's just you're – which sucks also though on the side of the men because it's like, oh, well, then you're either just a pansy or you're afraid of being gay or – they're saying, like, oh, well, like, you're, like, straight, but you like to dabble, so, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's just, I feel bad for both friends, <laughs> but it's just dumb that women are are considered to be greedy, but not men. And also, then, bisexual women become tokens within, like, bro culture or whatever, because then they're like, oh, yeah, like... This girl's bi. She totally kisses all these girls. Or it becomes... I've even heard that it becomes, like, a challenge for these, like, cis straight guys to, like, oh, well, like, she's bi, but, like, I'm gonna make her wish she never was with women. Like, she's never gonna want to be with another woman after me. And it's like, I'm sorry, but nobody's genitals are going to be the be-all, (laughs) end-all. Like, oh my god, yours was great, therefore all of them are great, and nobody else's that doesn't look like yours is going to be great. <laughs> it's true. Okay, so let's jump into some questions. I only have two, but I feel like they're kind of loaded questions. So, mm-hmm. number one, why is bi erasure so dangerous? I believe that bi erasure can be very dangerous because, number one, it it alienates an entire group of people where that might be their identity. And I feel like it's dangerous in any sort of capacity to tell somebody that they are not valid because people will internalize that and think that they are not worthy. The dangers of bi erasure essentially negate tons of people's actual existence and their identity. And you're basically telling somebody that they don't have the permission of the world to exist and that can be a very dangerous thing because people's mortality can be locked up in their identity and if you literally tell somebody no you don't have the right to exist as you feel the most comfortable then that's just the worst thing you could possibly tell somebody like somebody can make actual actions based on those type of comments or beliefs about themselves What do you think? So, yes to all of that. I think that bi erasure is dangerous for a lot of reasons, but number one, it obviously invalidates people's identities, as you've already stated. It's also really dangerous because it almost, like, 
creates a space where we can, within the queer community, we create these, you have to fit in this box, and if you don't fit in this box, then I don't like you and I don't think you belong here, which makes almost even queer spaces not safe, which is really scary because queer spaces should be safe Mm -hmm. for everyone except cops. (laughs) We don't want you. Uh, But other than that, queer spaces, unless you're a queer cop, I gotta take that back. I do know a queer cop, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. If you're a queer cop, you can come to queer spaces, but other than that, please don't. Please advocate for us within your cop spaces. For sure. But don't, like, intrude in our spaces. I don't want to go on a tangent, so I'll get (laughs) back to my original thought, which is... Uh, what was my original thought? Oh, shit. Um, how bi-erasure can happen even within the queer community. Oh, yeah. So, just by not creating space for everyone, we're basically saying that even queer spaces are heteronormative and not safe for queer people. And then another piece of that is, well, also, obviously, that makes it hard to find a community when you don't feel welcome. And then another part of that is you just get left out of a lot of conversations, which means bisexual people are not at the table the way that they should be for all kinds of things. Like, obviously, we have tons of work to do for other communities as well, but bisexual people are getting left out just like lots of other minority groups are. And obviously, you know, even in queer spaces, we need to do more work for, you know, women of color or, you know, people of color in general even trans people. We've really made pride about like the cis white gay man. There's tons of work that needs to be done, but bisexual people are one of those groups that typically do tend to get left out. And I think that has a lot to do with all the stigma that's attached to being bisexual. Some people think that it's just, you know, a straight woman who has a husband and they're both cis and they just you know, the woman just says she's bisexual to, you know, like, turn on her husband or whatever. That's kind of like... (laughs) This is so triggering. (laughs) This is really... (laughs) Oh, shit! (laughs) This is like your life. Or former life, I forget. Former life, past life. Which, you know, that, like, that's really real. Some people might be into that, but I, I... I'm going to go ahead and say that for the vast majority of people who identify as bisexual, that's probably not true. It's much more than that for them. Not just kind of like a sexual ploy to turn on their partner. And if it does turn on your partner, that's cool too. Like, as long as everything is, you know, consensual and whatever. That all parties are a part of the fetishizing. (laughs) Correct. It is consensual fetishizing. Otherwise, it's gross and unwanted. Or I guess I should say consensual objectification. Because there's nothing wrong with some consensual objectification. So yeah, I think that's probably... Well, those are a few points as to why I think that biracial can be the most dangerous. Okay. It just blows my mind, the fact that there's any sort of erasure within mm-hmm. especially queer communities. I've literally observed a cis white gay man poo-pooing a very gorgeous man of color just because he couldn't, like, he had a really, like, a really thick accent and was just, he's Ew. in America. Why can't he speak English well? And I'm like, you're gay. Have you never been, like, also just, like, be a good person? <laughs> yeah, just be a good person. But it just, it floors me that somebody who has probably been subject or the the center of some sort of, what's the word? I can't think of the word. <laughs> shame. Yeah, shame. Stigma. Yeah, exactly. All of that 
and you're going to go and turn and do that to somebody who is in literally the exact same space as you. Why would you do that? I don't understand. Yeah, uh, I wish I had an answer for you, but there isn't one because that's fucking stupid. (laughs) Okay, so our last question is what can we do to erase by erasure? I think it's... Like you said, we have to create space for these people and we have to ask for them to be there because I know, I feel like a lot of bi people coming from a a mentality of somebody who has been in that type of space, you almost feel like your gayness or your queerness is invalid because it's it's not full-blown queer. And... Like, I, I remember, like, when I first started getting back out to the dating, I was like, I can literally date whoever I want. Mm-hmm. I was like, I feel like I have to ask permission to date somebody who's not a cis man. Mm-hmm. Am I, like, queer enough for this? Like, is this okay? Like, will you, people even want to date me because I'm not just a gold star platinum gay or whatever? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A lot of times people who are in that type of situation who have many versions of love and likes for or physical attraction for different types of people we need to be asked and we need to be encouraged to to participate and i feel like especially like encouraging those who are in straight passing relationships especially like talking to them and getting their input on things just encourage people to speak up mhm yeah absolutely Yeah, those are all really good points. I think something else that we can do is, aside from, like, creating space, is just being mindful of our language and, you know, make... I can... I'll be the first one to tell you that when I was younger, like, especially in high school, I would make really gross comments because I had my own internalized, you know, like, cis-normativity and heteronormativity and all of those things, and probably some, like, internalized homophobia, too, and uh, biphobia as well. So I thought that I would say things like, well, I don't want to date a girl if she's bisexual, because then I have to also be concerned that she might be interested in men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And now that is I don't want to say wildly embarrassing because I was a child and I and I've learned my lesson obviously and I'm educated now and 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 obviously don't believe those things to be true anymore but I I know where that mindset comes from and it comes from like a place of ignorance and also like a lot of insecurity a like so much insecurity yeah and that is really the piece that I think maybe we need to start talking about a little bit more is that, you know, we have all these thoughts about bisexual people, but like, what are we afraid of? Yeah. That they are going to like love more genders of people or, you know, like, I don't, I don't really know why, where the stigma has come from aside from, you know, internalized heteronormativity and, Mm -hmm. and the, you know, all of that. But even within the queer community, we are still having those conversations about bisexual people. And that to me is really disheartening and kind of scary. Mm -hmm. Uh, So just being mindful of your language, not saying things that are hurtful, uh, or even making jokes I know people who will say things like, oh, he's he's not bisexual, he's just gay. Yeah. And it's like, 
by now gay later yes by now gay later and it's like okay maybe that's true for some people like maybe at some point in their lives they identify as bisexual and then later on they'll identify as gay but number one who cares yeah number two you don't get to decide that for someone Mm -hmm. you don't get to make that decision about their identity only they get to make the decision about their identity so it's just really unfair for us to normalize that language because then we and I say we collectively as the queer community and not people in the queer community think it's okay to make comments about those individuals and that just continues the like gross misunderstanding about bisexual people and creates room for those people to be like constantly invalidated and obviously like those things are not cool yeah I agree. Well, I've said this story before, but I, when I first started dating in a queer fashion, I went out on a date with this girl, and she was very self-obsessed, so I wasn't, like, super thrilled with the date. And she texted me afterward, though, and was like, oh my god, you were so cute, I had such a great time, and I was like, I didn't, okay. So I wasn't feeling her, so I was like, I'm really bad with confrontation. I'm really bad with telling people I have a problem with them. So I'm going to like, like totally blow her out of the water with all the things that are wrong with me. Right. So I was like, okay, well, (laughs) if you want to go on another date, I just want to let you know some things about me first. I was like, I am currently in the process of getting divorced from a man, a cis man. And she was like, okay. <laughs> You're like shit. I really thought that was gonna yeah, kick that the bucket. I was like, man, fuck. Okay, and then I was like, okay. Also, um, I'm religious. I have faith. I go to church. You know, I believe the Bible and all that stuff. And I really thought that was gonna get it. And she was like, oh no, like I go to AA and like, uh, we have like a lot of like religious basis. And I was just like, fuck got it okay. <laughs> and I was like I was like I'm gonna go out on another date with this person I was like well I just add one last thing um I am attracted to all types of people I'm attracted to masculine people feminine people people who appear to be men and people who appear to be women and she was like so here's the thing, I don't think I can date you if you're attracted to men. And I was like, what? That was the thing that did it. That, that was the thing? Mm. What? Like, what? Was she a 15-year-old small lesbian? Because that sounds... No, no she is a very tall Amazonian lesbian. Okay, because that sounds like a 15-year-old lesbian yeah. to me. Unfortunately, many, many people think that way, but... Yeah. Very 15-year-old lesbian mentality. <laughs> Which, like you said, like, it it's funny, because I know you've mentioned before, it kind of goes back to the whole thing, like, about, like, you think you own mm-hmm. your partner, and so then if they're possibly attracted to somebody who is not what you are... Then God forbid. Yeah. <laughs> God forbid their mind enjoys something other than you. Yeah. Or similarly to, which that is always so bizarre to me because like, okay, obviously there is only one of you in the world, mm-hmm. unless you have a really intense doppelganger. There may be two <laughs> of you. 
But aside from that, it's bizarre to me that like, okay, if I were like, Courtney, I'm attracted to you and also other women who are blonde. She would just be like, okay, because that would not be like a weird thing to say. Yeah. But for some reason, when you are attracted, or no, if so if I said, I'm attracted to you and also people who have brown hair, mm-hmm. she wouldn't be like, oh my God, well, I have blonde hair. So does that mean that like, you don't like me because I have blonde hair and you also like people who have brown hair? Now there's so much more competition because now I have to worry about people who also have brown hair. No one would ever fucking say that. No. Ever. <laughs> ever. So why do we do that with gender? Like, why is gender so serious? Why do we take it so serious? Okay, you like men and women, hypothetically. Or you like women and non-binary people. Yeah. I don't I don't understand the difference. Like, to me, it's just like, that's just a part of them. And it just seems like the same thing to me as if I were attracted to, you know people with brown hair and people with blonde hair and obviously gender is a lot more complex than hair color yeah but also i I guess i just don't really understand the distinction between the two things yeah great thanks guys for listening as always you can follow us on our social medias for the podcast we have we have an instagram and it is two queers podcast two is t-w-o and for twitter is two queers podcast but the two is the number two and also you can follow us on our own personal social medias i am emily craig art craig is spelled k-r-i-e-g and i am hi i'm dom on pretty much everything sweet thanks for listening guys bye, bye.